Yes, hello one, hello all, and welcome back to the Politics Mostly podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. It is good to be back. I am energized. I'm focused. And, you know, I think one of the biggest issues we face in American politics is lazy moral equivalence, right? And I can't help but to think of a more perfect example of what's going on in American politics than the Biden classified document story vis-a-vis the Trump classified document story. Um, As you guys know, in my gym, they keep it real, they keep it balanced. Two TVs, one's on Fox News, one's on Fox Business. (laughs) Fair and balanced, and then also fair and balanced. You know, they want to give you both sides of the story. And every time I go into the gym, Fox News is playing uh, stories about what Biden said when Trump was <laughs> had nuclear documents in his desk um, at his personal residence. <clears throat> and I think one of the lost arts of political discourse today, anyway, is taking two situations with similar actors, right? We have presidents, we have classified documents, we have them found in their personal homes, and then just saying, well, it's a wash, and then going back and calling the other side hypocritical, and then saying, well, you wanted this when it was this guy, why don't you want this when it's your guy, right? Um, I'm not saying there isn't a place for that in American politics. I do think consistency is an important trait, Um, (laughs) but it seems to be everywhere. And I do want to point out four very distinct differences between Trump and Biden concerning the document story. Okay, this is going to be a very quick podcast episode. (coughs) The first issue on why Trump's document story is way more severe than Biden's is going to be the issue of intent. Um, And not just the issue of intent, but whether or not the action was criminal itself, right? So I'm going to forget it for a moment about the Presidential Records Act, right? That's something that's a, a beltway issue, as we in the biz call it, <laughs> you know, something that people don't generally care about. Um, you know, and even if you're found guilty of that, it's a slap on the wrist. I want to talk about something more serious called the Espionage Act, right? Uh, this is a quote from three lawyers, Ayer, Zaid, and Aftergood. You can go find uh, my Twitter or my um, article on Medium where I link it. Individuals violate the Espionage Act when, among other things, they willfully retain national defense documents and fail to return them to a proper government official upon request. So that's the case for Trump, right? The National Archives first asked Trump to return the stolen documents in May of 2021. By the following January, the archives finally got 15 boxes of its own records returned. And then on June 3rd, Trump's lawyer signed a sworn statement that the documents, um, all the documents were returned after they did a diligent search. So the government spent most of 2021 negotiating with someone who was breaking the law, showing once again extreme deference for President Trump. And... They got it back almost a year later, and the lawyer had a sworn statement to the court saying, yep, that's everything. And then it was discovered that there were more things at his personal residence. And then 
the government had to go and do the famous quote-unquote raid. Now, really, they just executed a search warrant. There really is no difference between a raid and executing a search warrant. But, you know, raid sounds juicier, and that's the word they use on Fox News. So how does that relate to Biden's criminal exposure? Well, not really, right? So Trump withholds documents. He's negotiating. He says they're all there. They're not all there. The government has to go and get its own documents back. Biden self-reported the documents, right? Biden found them and notified the archives the same day, okay? So that's another difference, right? Biden notified them when he found them right away. Trump hid it. Then, by the next morning, the archives were back in possession of the documents, whereas in Trump's case, we spent over a year back and forth with their lawyers, and that was before the lawyers were even lying that all the documents were back. So Trump has a lot of criminal exposure to the Espionage Act, which is a serious issue. You know, national security is a very serious topic. You know, this isn't campaign finance. This isn't the Presidential Records Act. I mean, these people, you know, these are slaps on the wrist. The, the Espionage Act is pretty serious. So that's, that's the first thing. The second thing I want to focus on is the quantity difference. And this is a very important piece of information, right? For <laughs> when I when I wrote the article, I actually downloaded an app where I could make a chart because if you just throw numbers, you know, your eyes glaze over it, right? It's like well, it's like what the fuck am I even watching? But when you see the chart of how many documents Trump had versus how many documents Biden had, it's stark, right? One speeding ticket, you lose some money. Ten speeding tickets, you lose your license, right? So it's quantity is important because it's how many times you're doing a bad thing. And the more times you do a bad thing, the worse it is, right? This is pretty self-evident. So in Biden's case, we have 20 classified documents in two locations, about 10 in each as of the recording of this podcast. <clears throat> about 10 in his home, 10 in his um, think tank office, both in locked containers, right? The think tank office in D.C. Uh, sparsely even attended by Biden over the last few years. He went, to, you know, he taught like a one class in 2017. So we have 20 documents for Biden. For Trump, the number of documents is 322. That we know of. And it's actually more because, the, as I'm about to say, the last piece was the only thing the government said of the August raid, a.k.a. executing a search warrant, was that it was more than 100. So I only put in my document, uh, my uh, chart 100 for that. We have, <coughs> we have 184 Trump documents that were sent back to the government in January. 38 were surrendered in June, right? This is the follow-up, oh, this is it, the lawyers swear by it. And then when it became apparent that Trump was still having some stuff, over 100 additional documents were discovered. Right. So you have 322 for Trump, 20 for Biden. That's a big difference. OK, that's more than 15 times the bad stuff for Trump. But it's not just the quantity. I want to talk about the specific documents. Right. Tr the documents from Trump included nuclear secrets of a foreign nation, more than two dozen SFRD documents, which relate primarily to the use, the military use of nuclear weapons. That includes our own use of nuclear weapons, not just the foreign um, nuclear capabilities, which the press has speculated to be France. I, don't, I can't confirm that. And then multiple documents labeled HCS, which are extremely vulnerable pieces of information extracted by human sources. I wanted to read a quote from the Washington Post about this story. 
it was essentially how when the FBI agents were going in and recovering the stolen documents from Trump's personal house, that they weren't even cleared to look at the documents they were repossessing. And on top of that, here's the quote. FBI agents found, quote, records that are extremely restricted, so much so that some even of the most senior most national security officials in the Biden administration weren't authorized to review them. You have literally heads of national security agencies in the Biden administration that did not have the security clearance to even view the documents that Trump, through his lawyer, swore weren't there, okay, including nuclear issues. Now, what about... So we have the quantity difference, right? 322 to, to 20. Okay, that's substantial. Um, what about Biden, right? Did Biden have nuclear secrets? No. Okay. Biden had no nuclear secrets. They were mostly lower level confidential documents. Um, I have the quote here. There were no classified documents rated top secret, the highest level of classification at Biden's home. I think it goes classified, something more than classified, and then top secret, right? There are three levels, and then there are sub-levels in each. And the most sensitive documents were not at Biden's house, right? These are just confidential. And they'll, you know, the fucking archive, they'll slap confidential on anything. So we have a situation where 322 documents, including the most sensitive national security documents were found in Trump's possession after he lied that they weren't there versus Biden, who self-reported it, right, turned them over the next morning and didn't have top secret or nuclear documents in his possession, right? The third thing I want to talk about is motive, okay? Motive is also important with this. There is no clear motive for Biden. Right. He told reporters in Mexico that he was surprised to even learn about the classified documents. Uh, as I said earlier, the documents found in his office, he went there sparsely over the last eight years. This obviously isn't the case with Trump, who took 322 to his personal address and was keeping them unlocked and just spread out throughout his desk. So really, there is no cover-up intent or concealment effect from Biden. And that's important when we're talking about legal issues, right? Is there intent? Is there, you know, um, like I said earlier with the Espionage Act, when you have nationally sensitive documents, security issues, and you willfully retain them from the government even after they ask you to take them back, that is not the case here with Biden. Now, with Trump, he has displayed, through his own words, the malicious intent, right? Lawyers for President Trump say the documents, this isn't a court filing, were, quote, personal records. This establishes intent. Trump did not accidentally bring over 300 classified documents into his residence, but rather he viewed these records, government, uh, possession of the government, as distinctly his violating the law. It's important to note that it's not just me, some random podcaster saying, oh, Trump had intent. A federal judge also agreed with me. Going back to Ayer, Zaid, and Aftergut, they say, quote, with Trump, a federal judge has already determined in approving the Mar-a-Lago warrant that there, were, that there was probable cause to believe that Trump intended to impede or obstruct an investigation, and likely both, Okay. So 
Trump's lawyers are saying, well, I know these are sensitive documents. I know these belong to the government, but he views them as his own. And then the federal judge said, okay, that's intent. We're going to search your house. So that's another difference here, right? Biden has no intent. From everything I read, and even the, the, the bad faith right-wing actors in this country, none of them seem to have any intent argument that Biden uh, was trying to hide things, prevent the government from seeing things, unlike in Trump's case. And lastly, I want to talk about the reaction, right? Because that's an, also an important thing, especially when we're talking about criminology. This is probably the easiest determination to make. As I, as I noted before, the president found the documents by President Biden, notified the archives the same day. The next morning, lawyers for the archives recovered the documents, right, within 24 hours. Self-report, immediate report, repossess, all in 24 hours. Nothing to hide, no intent. Trump's reaction was a bit different. Trump's primary reaction to the search of Mar-a-Lago was to accuse federal law enforcement officials, who are notorious lefties, we all know that, of planting evidence, right? He said the FBI planted these documents. Then Trump's response was that he declassified the documents just by thinking. Now, if you think about that for a second, those two defenses seem to be mutually exclusive. If the FBI planted fake documents, then how could Trump declassify them using his mind tricks? He can't. That's not a, that's not a consistent legal defense. You can't say, oh, the FBI just put those there. Oh, by the way, I declassified them, right? <laughs> they're mutually exclusive. They're, they're two different scenarios. So the reaction to the documents is also important. So those are the four differences, right? On one hand, Trump violated the Espionage Act. Biden didn't. On the second half, Trump had over, on the second part, Trump had over 322 documents, including the most sensitive documents. Biden had lower level classification documents, only 20. The third is motive. Trump, by claiming they were personal records and with and lying to the court that all were given back, like, uh, proved intent. And lastly, the reaction, right? Biden immediately cooperated. His own attorney general launched a special counsel, um, which don't even get me started on that. That was a, I mean, what? It's, it, that's going to be a headache. They, they put some Republican special counsel guy in charge of looking into these documents, and you know the moral equivalency arguments will flow, hence this podcast. And then the fourth uh, was the, the differences between the reactions, right? Biden cooperating immediately, special counsel, and Trump uh, claiming <laughs> uh, the government is planting evidence, and he declassified them with his mind, right? Now, I want before I let you guys go, we're almost done, don't worry. <laughs> I do want to talk about one defense, which is the president defense, right? So I'm, I'm wait, you know, the reason I didn't make this a week ago was I was waiting for the most common right-wing talking point that would attempt to do what I'm doing now with facts and logic, um, attempt to differentiate the two stories, uh, one being... Uh, attempt to say why what Trump did was okay, but what Biden's doing is different. And here's why. And I was waiting. I was waiting 24 hours go by, 48 hours go by. I go, oh, maybe there's not going to... So I start prepping the article. I start prepping the pod. I'm going to start... I'm going to try to do a fucking TikTok later. We'll see how fucking that goes. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I write the article, right? <clears throat> and then as I'm, you know, 
proofreading everything, making sure all, all my sources are correct, I finally see an argument from the right emerge, like a, like a phoenix from the ashes emerge, trying to explain why Trump was okay, but Biden wasn't. And the thinking goes, Trump took the documents with him to Mar-a-Lago when he was president, and presidents have the power to declassify documents, whereas Biden's documents were from the time he was a vice president, and vice presidents don't have the power to declassify that, right? Let me refute this um, without any shadow of a doubt. Okay, this will be quick. So the biggest issue with this is there's no evidence or paper trail that Trump actually did that, right? The former president himself seemed to tacitly acknowledge this by trotting out a rather unusual defense, right, that I talked about earlier, that a president can think things declassified, right? We both know this isn't the case. <laughs> there is an article, and you know, once again, I'm looking at left pieces, I'm looking at right pieces. I, I you know, I, I try to make this argument where a well-intentioned, good-faith actor from the right can take my arguments at face value and then, you know, refute them or, or say, well, what, you know, I, I try, I'm not trying to score points here, cheap points, you know, using rhetoric tricks or anything. I looked at every lawyer piece about declassifying things without a formal procedure, and literally nobody thinks you can do that. <laughs> the My favorite article was titled, Can Trump Declassify Documents with His Mind? Question mark, no, period. <laughs> so lawyers who look at the Constitution and the legal theories behind this before debunking it, right? Kenneth Mayer and Andrew Ruda Labidge point out, here's a quote, ready? In July 2022, the Second Court of Appeal stated flatly that declassification, even by the president, must follow established procedures. And when journalists sought promised crime materials, this is a separate related case back in 2020, then Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows gave the court a sworn declaration that the president indicated to me that his statements on Twitter were not self-executing declassification orders and do not require the, de the declassification or release of any particular documents. Okay, what does all that mean? What that means is two things. First, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, right, federal judge, ruled that even if you have the legal authority to declassify things, as the president does, you have to follow established procedures, right? You can't just tweet it out. You can't say you did it. There has to be a paper trail, there has to be a formal procedure, you have to let agencies know, hey, these are declassified. And secondly, in a court of law, right, with under the threat of perjury, Trump's own chief of staff, Mark Meadows, not a left-wing guy, told the court, oh, Trump told me directly that uh, he didn't really mean those tweets. Like, you know, he, he just tweeted them, but they weren't actually, like, legal uh, directions. They were just tweets, right? So that's Trump's own defense was, no, nah, I, really, I wasn't really serious about just tweeting certain things declassified. So you have the court coming in saying you can't do it. You have Trump's own chief of staff being like, yeah, he doesn't even mean he can do that. Okay. And the two lawyers conclude, this is another direct quote, quote, Classification affects how the government handles documents. Unless agencies know a document's classification, they can't change how they handle it, right? And that's the important thing about the bureaucratic state. 
So it was very apparent that Trump never declassified these documents, got caught committing the crimes with them, and then retroactively said, well, I thought they were de I thought them declassified using my mind, right? That's the excuse I would use if I got caught and I had no other better thing. I'd just go, yeah, yeah, I did it. Or I told some person I'd get someone to lie for me, you know. <laughs> um, but there's no evidence Trump did any of that. He didn't wave his wand as he left in disgrace with a 29% approval rating. Uh, he literally got caught and got, oh, no, no, I declassified those. So in summary, right, here, here's, here's the debunking. One, there's no evidence Trump declassified the documents found as residents. Two, there is no thinking it declassified defense. And three, he cannot declassify documents now because he is no longer president. You'll remember he lost. Okay. So the Biden documents do appear to be from his time as vice president. Vice presidents, like I said, they don't have the power to declassify. But maybe, maybe President Biden thought them declassified too. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Be back this week. Have a good day.